is it going to kill a lot of other products? The fact that that has just become easier and easier to use for yeah, defense. I mean, it's going to get better and better as well, as I think. Hey, Jacob, how are you this week? Hey, pretty good. Hey, what are we doing? Good, ready, for, <laughs> ready for a brand new podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know uh, I don't know exactly how this is going to go, but I'm interested. I like I like some of the things we're going to look Yeah, I, I've been <laughs> just really wanting to make a show about for creators more widely you know anybody listening probably came to us through our podcast and content so we know we're on podcast host or reality uh, we talk about podcasting uh, but we're so involved in kind of wider creator stuff like our, our blog is actually um, more popular than our podcast ironically like quite a long shot blog about podcasting uh, we do youtube we do all sorts of different stuff so i'd love to get more into creator stuff <laughs> so that's why i got you Mark. Yeah. cool <laughs> love it yeah um, and the kind of the principle is the nuts and bolts behind being a creator. Uh, so we do plenty of creating. We could talk about that, but actually the thing that kind of I think our big strength is is how you run creator business from the tools that you use to actually run the business to the frameworks and the mindset behind actually making it work to make it productive, to make it consistent through to, you know, the business models and how creators actually make money out of it. So... Mm-hmm. That's the principle, I think. That sound good? Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about there. <laughs> so we're going to make it nice and uh, kind of uh, rapid fire, bring a few ideas every week and uh, fire suit them. So shall we jump into it? Let's go for uh, tools of the week first. What have you got? What's your kind of tool or thing you want to talk through first? Um, first thing, I think. So I, I just upgraded my iPhone. I had a new I had oh, an iPhone okay. um, that was, I don't know, I had like an 11 we're on like 15 now or something like that so i was getting on a bit and um so i got the new one and the camera on it's fantastic i took it out for some like, oh. low light sort of photography out by the beach yeah i managed to get a picture of a lizard in the sand it was so cool um <laughs> so like I, I was already kind of impressed but uh apple did an event in uh i think a little bit later in, in october and um, where Love they it. released a new max and I watched the so event, sorry. yeah, um, and I, wa- I watched the event, and it was like any other event. There was nothing to suggest the fact that they had recorded the entire thing with iPhone 15 Pros. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, the whole thing. So every camera. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, they had crazy fancy equipment. They had dollars, no. and they had really good lighting, and they had obviously professional videographers and all that kind of stuff. But the lens being used was an iPhone, and I just thought Pro-light. that was insane because the whole thing was like low-light, sort of really kind of cool lighting, but there was also the usual sort of like um, lifestyle ad spot type stuff that they do. Yeah, where it's right. family on the couch enjoying their Apple products. <laughs> and all of that was done with iPhone. So I thought that... Um, Honestly, that my is question cool. is, yeah, we've got a video here that we can yeah. that we can watch and, and let's see have it. a look. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see it. I've not seen this yet, so yeah, you pointed out this morning. So let's have a let's have a look. Action! Good evening, and welcome to Apple Park. When I heard that we were going to be shooting this Apple event on iPhone, I was yeah, it was kind of of course. Apple suggested that they were going to shoot um, the keynote on the iPhone 15 Pro. I thought it was the perfect place to showcase it. I agreed emphatically. All right, here we go. Lock it up. This event being shot 
on a tiny little iPhone, USB-C out, powering 50 monitors, and it's going off without skipping a beat. One of the most... Ex- All right. Typical Apple, yeah. That's smart. <laughs> Why would you buy a DSLR? Yeah. Like, so it's, it's recording, or, or whatever, Just, you know, it's recording 4K, 60 frames per second, and you're getting you know, raw files out the other end that you can do proper color grading on. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, and, and, and it's a phone at the same time, yeah. by the way. You can call all your other stuff. It's a computer. <laughs> like, it's your, it's your, that's the, the bit that almost jumped out to me there was the fact that you can connect it to external storage and stuff. So they're, they're treating yeah. it as, uh, that is a, it is a computer, isn't it? It's like yeah. a device that you're suddenly using to process the, the stuff, put it out on storage, you're mm-hmm. capturing it through that thing as well. It's not the same cable that I use to plug yeah. my MacBook into my monitor, I can plug into my iPhone yeah. and have it go up with the display. Like, no hassle. Really? Just, yeah, yeah, it just works. It's crazy. So you can use that, because I remember that came out not that long ago, a way to use your iPhone as a webcam. Yeah. So is that just super easy now? I've not actually ever tried it. Yeah. I, to be honest, the most difficult thing is like how do I where do I put the iPhone? You know, you need to get like, a tripod <laughs> or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it, it just comes up as um, as a webcam option if you've got your iPhone connected to the same Wi-Fi network. Right. I think it's Wi-Fi. It might be Bluetooth. I'm not sure. Um, oh, really? But, yeah, so do you need cable? Easy. Yeah, no, no cable. That's good. I bought. Yeah. Uh, I I got a better webcam recently. You know this. I bought the uh, the what's it called again? The Insta360 webcam. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little kind of uh, gimbal-y one, so you can move it around, but mainly because it was just really good quality. It's like one of the best quality traditional webcams out there. And that did make a difference. Like The fact that I could use that to then record like, quite good quality video very quickly for screen mm-hmm. shares or for demos or whatever, um, or even for YouTube videos. Um, but this is, like, the, the iPhone camera is way better than that. Yeah. And if it's that simple and everyone's got it, like this blooming thing cost me Three to quit? No, yeah. like extra. It does not webcam. call your mum. No, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, I'm no impressed. One needs a DSLR. Is it, is it like <laughs> last last thing in it? Maybe is it is it going to kill a lot of other products? The fact that that has just become easier and easier to use for. Yeah, to I mean, it's going to get better and better as well. as the thing. Like and don't like it is on the so the iPhone. 15 pro max the max specifically the bigger one it has it has a physical zoom on it which is kind of crazy alone for a smartphone right so it is the most expensive in the line but still i think it's like 1200 pounds which is what you would probably pay for a decent dslr anyway um and people are already paying a grand for an iphone you know it's something that actually there's a good chance it's just in your pocket and it can make yeah. this quality content. And not to say the 15 yeah. Pro, not the Max, is um isn't very good because it is. I've got one really impressed. Yeah. Just the same. That's cool. Okay. Anything else on that? No. Um no. other than I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try and record some cool video with it. See yeah, what happens. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> released to my one that I want to bring. Uh someone I've been playing around with a lot is a video editing app. Uh, we we have always been kind of a, an Adobe house, I suppose. Like we use Adobe mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff. Matthew does a lot of his like his complex editing, he does edition. Uh, I use Premiere for a lot of the YouTube stuff. Uh, but recently, I got hold of um, uh, an app called Filmora, Filmora from Wondershare, 
uh, I was just playing around with ways to make it quicker and easier to get like decent YouTube video out there. My kind of my requirements were I wanted to see uh, you know quicker and easier color grading effects transitions. The trouble with Premiere has always been for me that you have to bring in plugins for just about anything modern. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know what the the transitions are like. You know what the you know the, the text effects, like the lower thirds and stuff. Like, yeah, they're so it's, old fashioned. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's really out of the early two thousands, and it just yeah, hasn't exactly. changed. Yeah, yeah. So it's very good for basic editing, for like proper editing, but just for that kind of quick effects and stuff like that, just nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so Philora discovered was was great for this. It's got an um, inbuilt stock library for both music and video, so you can oh. create those kind of cutaways that beat roll really easily and um, it's got transcription built in it's got a load of really good effects and you can kind of build on that too you have to pay a wee bit more for the extra effects but the built-in ones actually you get a subscription mm-hmm. um are really good uh and so yeah i've just been playing around that a lot actually for, how much does for it Edison. cost it's only now what is it again it's 69 a month for 69 sorry $69 a year for um, the normal app or a $99 one of purchase. A $99? Wow, that's something you do not get with Adobe anymore. <laughs> and I mean, Adobe a month these days. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's like 40 odd bucks. 40 odd yeah. per month. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there, there's definitely a difference in quality in terms of um, just slickness of interface, responsiveness, speed, power, all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you just want pure fast editing, uh like accuracy, all that kind of stuff. Like you can't be Yeah. Uh, but this is it just yeah, works really nicely. Works for well. most people. The thing with Premiere though is it's meant for like professional almost like cinema professionals mm. and it's being used by yeah. people who are just trying to make some fancy youtube videos it's not the yeah. same <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely and it's bloody terrifying the first time you look at it like it's just the the interface is so complex yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. finding all the elements like the basic stuff is mixed in with all the completely complex stuff mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah it's hard to use so. have you tried um i'm just looking at their uh, their landing page have you tried uh-huh. their ai co-pilot editing I have not. No, mm-hmm. no. I, so, do you know? I, yeah, sorry, go on, go on. It looks like what it does is you essentially type in, so like the example here is help me lighten the video and it'll sort uh-huh. of, I don't know, apply some some grading automatically. But it's, they're, they're putting in some like quite complex commands and it seems to just be doing it. So that's quite interesting. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to have a play with that then. Uh, yeah. Report back. Yeah. I mean, maybe just uh, that I kind of, a vote for, or the reasoning behind why I started looking at it was because I want my son to start doing a bit more video editing. Well, he'd know he was wanting to do more video editing and I was trying to figure out how to help him get into it. I had yeah. no appetite for teaching him Premiere <laughs> <laughs> nor paying the license, to be fair. Um, and this seemed like a good one. So I bought it really for him and now I'm using it for a ton of our YouTube stuff. So. Yeah, nice. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. What else you got? What we got? So my um my second thing was I am um as you'll probably find out quite quickly by listening to me uh, a bit of an AI junkie. So I like trying as much as I can. Um, the most recent thing I tried was Dali Dali three, which is just okay. built into the ChatGPT Pro um subscription now. They've got everything in one sort of thing. You can upload images, you can upload CSVs, and it can generate um 
can generate images for you. I um or maybe need to edit it in some of the examples that I that I got, but I got it to so I, I pasted in the link to Podcraft um, uh-huh. with you and Matthew uh-huh. and said make me some podcast artwork for this podcast and I gave it a really really short description. I basically said uh Colin doesn't have any hair and Matthew has a beard. And it came out with like actually something really good. The key really? thing here is <laughs> that the text was actually legible. Now it made one mistake. Yeah. There was one like half a letter in between um the D and pod and the C and craft. Um and I said get rid of that. And it regenerated it and turn it into something else so like i don't think it's actually feasible yet to be used for that kind of thing but my question is sorry go on i was going to say the little tweaks that's what i've always found a struggle with you you get something that is almost great and you're like if i could just change that little thing going can you tell it like you say never recreates the previous version somehow yeah (laughs) hopefully we'll get there quite quickly because that's something that mid-journey have already um, they've already mastered that. Be a lot not, better, really. I think they're not doing as well on text. I don't know. Actually, I need to go and have a look at their latest uh, updates. But yeah. um, one of the things they were focusing in on was being able to sort of paint a region that you wanted changed. Oh, um, okay. And I thought that was actually really, really smart. So, yeah, I think it's all going to come together. But I think where we are right now, my question is, is iStock uh-huh. going uh-huh. out the window faster than anything else? I don't think designers are in any sort of peril at the moment. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. Stock photography? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. I mean, you can just, you can get really good photography now, can't you? Just like create a photo of this. It's mm-hmm. so hard, isn't it? Like, because cause that has all been trained on ice stock, stock photography, or it. <laughs> it's just, it's tough. But yeah, I can't yeah. see any other thing that could happen. I mean, will people still see value in a human touch on photography? Mm hmm. Like I could, I it's certain coins. Like I think, I think there is there's a there's a place for like sort of bespoke photography always. Yep. Yep. But for the purpose of eye stock and uh, sorry, just oh, no. like general stock photography, other stock services are available. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's not necessarily a whole lot of soul in that yeah. photography anyway. Absolutely, it's always generic <laughs> by by definition, really. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, you know. that's sad. Ah, so I'm trusting. Yeah, because it's absolutely right. Like, you will need photog- photographers are not going to anywhere anytime soon. Need folks of real things and real people and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is there any point in that a human aspect of a, a generic stock photo? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to need more sort of base materials to generate off. So we can't we can't let the stock photographers die altogether. <laughs> Otherwise we'll never get anything new. <laughs> Maybe that's the difference. Maybe the AI platforms will just start paying photographer like a team of photographers to go and create more stock photography to train the model to make it better to <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah that actually Maybe. sounds probable. Yeah. Feasible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cool though. I, I, I just love the fact that Dali 3 is now built into chat GPT as well. So mm-hmm. when you're Crane stuff there. The other day, actually, I had a data set. Um, it was custom feedback from Ality, actually. So um, Ality is our podcast maker app. We we ask for feedback on people when they join up. Uh, and so we have detail around like different types of podcasts, purpose of podcasters, um, why they sign up, 
uh, what their goals are in their podcast, all that kind of stuff. And I just fired that CSV into ChatGPT, um, totally sanitized of any identifying information, just to be clear. <laughs> um, not that it has any in it, really, actually. But I said, like, what can we do with this? And it just said, all right, okay, here's the, here's the different aspects. Here's a few graphs. And it popped out the graphs, showed me all them. I asked for some tweaks, um, did some angles on it, like what ones with this purpose actually had this category. And it gave me all that in Rancis. Did the graphs, me the graphs come out at the same time. to scale with like correct labeling and stuff? They were decent. Yeah. Yeah. Like I maybe would have made some tweaks, but they were totally adequate for our purposes. Yeah. Totally. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah, no, they were good. Now, yeah. yeah. So it's really good. But you're right with like the podcast artwork example as well. And not to just sort of say, I'm planning my pod. Here's to uh, help me come up with titles, help me come up with description. Oh, now that you know all this, can you make me some more? Yeah. Yeah. On one nice. place. Indeed. All right. Okay. I The other one I was going to talk about actually was something I've been playing around a lot with. Maybe it ties in even with your iPhone 15 recommendation because iPhones are obviously great on the visuals now, as we saw in that video. Absolutely nuts there. But the thing they don't uh, necessarily do very well is audio. Yeah. So you can capture... Your, uh, your visuals, but really you need to grab that audio. And one device we played around a lot with, uh, I use it for nearly every YouTube video I make these days, is the, the Rode Wireless Go. Um, I feel a bit like a, I feel like a bit, bit like a Rode fanboy sometimes because I, I like so much Rode stuff in here, but it is because they just stuff. Is that the little uh, square one that's, that sort of just pins on to anything? That's it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you buy the set, you get two little uh, squares, they're almost like, um, you know, like a tile uh, that we find. I don't know if that's even more dead. It's a little square, uh, <laughs> a couple of inches square, um, really thin, and it just clips onto your shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. And the other one's the receiver, and that plugs onto, that goes into the hot shoe to top of your camera, or, you know, cell tape to the side of your iPhone or whatever, <laughs> and then plugs into the bottom of the iPhone um, or into your camera by a 3.5 mil connector. Mm-hmm. So, the way I normally use it is I plug it in via 3.5mm connector, so I'll cut on DSLR, and I've got the, uh, the, the transmitter on my shirt, and I just use that. And it's the really cool thing is it's got a mic built in, so you can use it on its own. And it's actually a decent quality mic, like it's it's good. Um, but it looks a bit funny. Have you seen that? Clipped yeah. shirts, like yeah. the squares. Yeah, it does not look like a mic. Not really sure what no, it is when you look at it. They look a bit weird. They're a bit they're a bit obtrusive on their own. Yeah, <laughs> just this because it's got lights on it and stuff as well, which is not yeah. necessarily ideal for uh, for filming. But you can plug in any three point five millimeter uh, lav mic. So I use it with a good little road lav mic. Plug it in, and then the transmitter goes in my pocket, cable up behind my t shirt, and then it's stuck onto my uh, a lav mic is put onto my my collar or something. Nice, like yeah. just keep away. And it's totally wireless, really good quality. Yeah. It's crazy. I've tried one. So I tried one um, but, by the good folks at Samson who make some really good kit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this, yeah. Um, this portable mic that they had, I think it was a bit older. Um, I, can't, oh, I can't remember the name of it now, but it wasn't good. It just wasn't good. It kept cutting out. Um, yeah. It would uh, like randomly cut out in the middle of, of recording. And then, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I don't know if it was actually just the unit that we had that was quite old or... Yeah, we itself. we had so to be fair to Samson, you I'm sure you're absolutely right. It would have been a bit glitchy, but that unit, if you're talking about the one I'm thinking of, we got sent that. It's a literal prototype from Samson. 
Oh, really? Before, uh, <laughs> before it was commercially available. Uh, it's Sam's probably the same one. Yeah, totally. That It's like a, almost a mount that you put your phone into. Like it kind of holds on to your phone. Yeah, Is that that's right. About? That's right. Yeah. 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 So that was a really early one. But it, that was like before the road wireless go and stuff like that. That was yeah. five, six years ago. Um, yeah. So, but there's a it's few cool ones. Cool like how that. far yeah. it's come on since then. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. The th- the thing that surprises me as a podcaster, particularly, but for any creator, is the the lack of um, like the really low noise floor, lack of background noise, all that kind of stuff within this. Because usually, lav mics suffer from a bit of that. Like they're 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 really susceptible to a bad room, to background noise, to just simple background hiss, like a noise mm-hmm. floor in the mic itself. Because um, the preamps on the receiver often are not very good on a, a lav mic. The, the lav mic itself, because they're so small, it's hard to make a good quality one. Like a good lav mic can cost quite mm. a lot. Yeah. But this is only, I think this one's only 60, 70 pounds for the external one that I got, yeah. uh, which wasn't too bad. And even the wireless go, little unit itself, the internal mic, doesn't sound bad at all. Yeah. So, yeah. How much well, is the wireless go itself? It's not the cheapest in the world. It's about is it about 150, 200 pounds, I think, for the right, set. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you can add on one, I think, actually, for not too much more. So you can get yeah. two plus the receiver. Oh, awesome. So you can have two people on camera. But all to the same receiver. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's worth mentioning. We'll put some links to that in the uh, in the show notes in the description. So yeah, pop over there and you will see them. Just look in your podcasting app of choice. You'll see the links in there. Cool. That's me. I had another one, but I'm going to save that for next time. Okay. I think that was enough time for that. So let's have a look at some creators. This is something I want to do, or would be cool to do every week, as long as we've got something to look at. Um, mm-hmm. Just look at a creator that's doing something great, something interesting, whether it's their uh, the tools they're using, whether it's the kind of frameworks they're following, whether it's someone around their workflow, the way they create their videos, um, or their business model, even something like that. Um, so who did you have, Jacob? I had a lad on YouTube called Bald and Bankrupt. So okay. he is primarily a YouTube creator. I don't actually think uh-huh. he does much on social at all. So this yeah. is the thing about him. He has 4 million subscribers. He does uh-huh. essentially no marketing, and he does essentially no editing. Right, okay. His whole... Um, oh. Okay. So this, this is his latest video. So just to give a quick idea of what he does, he goes to places where no one else really goes he's not really a travel vlogger he's more of a i would call him more of a documentarian to be honest with you so he what he did in this video was he went to south america and traveled the extremely perilous um route which people are traveling to get to the southern border of the united states um he is hiding from the cartel he's pretending to be russian like his life is in uh, serious danger and all along that journey they keep finding like dead bodies and all sorts of things like it's super dangerous so anyway so he's he's known for um traveling ex-soviet countries and showing what's really like um so that's really cool but the um the thing with 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 bald and the reason i'm bringing up is I think um, I am very guilty of thinking of right. How can we make um, how can we make better content? And I normally yeah. go to let's make it higher production. Let's make okay. find the higher production value. Let's you know I don't know a better background, a better camera, a better this and a better yeah. that. But yeah. actually, you look at someone like Bald and like no marketing, essentially no. no editing. This is the most heavily edited video that I've ever seen him doing. That's because he has some 
<laughs> flash in and out text. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, essentially, he just takes raw footage. That like, so what I'm getting at here is my takeaway from the from his success is it's not actually about the fact that he creates it's about the fact that he does and then he yeah. documents the doing the whole yeah. way that he makes his content work is by doing something interesting because like he could go to these places and then sit in front of a camera and tell us all about it in lots of detail um well, and it could be the best storyteller in the world but no one would watch it because yep. the thing that makes the content work is the fact that he's actually doing something interesting. Yeah. So I think that yeah. an inter- a, a good thing to think about is that if you are, um, <laughs> as I have, struggled with thinking no. of how can we make better content? Like how can we compete with this thing that someone else is trying to teach or trying to show oh. you? Actually, maybe you shouldn't be competing with it at all. Maybe you should find out how can I do something completely different, like actually do something, not say something different, but Uh do something different, document it and teach that way. Because like I say, he could sit down and tell us all about his experience in doing this, but nothing is actually more entertaining and more engaging than going and and recording it. Yeah. Show us exactly what it's like. Don't just tell us. We hear all the time about how treacherous this route is. Yeah. Um. I, I, he went to Afghanistan recently as well. We hear all about Rally. what life is like in Afghanistan. But actually, he's just shown us he has tea with the Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Um. I don't think you compete with you can really compete with um. Yeah. With doing and then showing rather than Aye, absolutely telling. It makes great. It's all content. about the actual about the actual topic about the actual content and see what he's really gone and done. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this is, I'm just scrolling through, like, this is a 22-minute video. I've just moved over to one that I train, I train surfed in Bangladesh. And it mm-hmm. just looks like he has his phone on a, probably on a gimbal-type thingy. It's like... Oh, he's got a selfie stick. and stuff. That's kind of it. Is that all it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, actually, yeah, because it's not, it's still a bit bumpy. So it's it's, like, quite rough, but yeah. um, how many juices have he got in this one? It's um, it's just a, an action cam kind of thing. Yeah, you know what I'm that talking about—the sort of GoPro type cool. thing. Yeah. yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, you, yeah, that's so good. Like, it's just he just goes and does something really cool, uh, talks about it while doing it, and that is all you need. You don't need to go and then suddenly over edit it and make it super yeah. good. That's great. All right. Okay. Good mindset. The one I was going to talk about was. Uh, a little bit different because he does put a lot of production into it. <clears throat> guy called Ali Abdal. I just came across him recently, but I think I'm very late. He's got 5 million subscribers. Very popular. Um, he's a productivity guy. Ex-doctor. Have you come across it before, mm. Jacob? No, no. First time. Yeah, so he, he basically started recording videos while he was in medical school. Went to medical school at Cambridge. He's an English guy. Okay. Uh, and um, Which is also called Yuki. UK content producers coming up as well because um, yeah. so many kind of the big ones are, are US based, uh, and he's just developed a real kind of uh, reputation for being a productivity expert because he managed to do um, his like medical studies and then during uh, his um, early years training to be a doctor, managed to do all sorts of other stuff as well and just start talking about it. And people call it on, and there's a big thing around just his kind of um, approach to content, and he's quite informal. Like he's often just kind of sitting, drinking a coffee and chatting to the camera. It's quite, yeah. um, it's it's a nice way that he goes about it. And he does put a lot of production into his video, to be fair. So 
But that's not really what I wanted to mention. What I wanted to mention was that he actually, I like his business model behind uh, the creator business. Really, it's it's kind of similar to, in a way, what we do, but at a much bigger scale. Um, and he really just uh, sells a couple of info products. And that's all it is, really. He's got uh, one which is his productivity stuff. So he has a book, which he does around productivity, feel-good productivity uh, by him. What's it? The subtitle, How to Do More of What Matters to You. So that's a big part of it. But I've heard him speak about the fact that even that is not really a... That's not going to be his earner. <laughs> no. Like, books are not earners, are they, supposedly? Yeah. So um, he's got that out almost as a reputation, though. And the business actually makes money out of teaching people how to do exactly what he does. So he runs a company called, or a product called the YouTuber Academy. Um, mm. In fact, it's a contest. The YouTuber, it's called the Part-Time YouTuber Academy, I think it was called. Uh, yeah, Part-Time YouTuber Academy uh, by him. And there's a few different levels to it. And this is the interesting part, I think, was the different levels to it. Because they've got a kind of an intro one, which is kind of a boot camp Elite early stage, just pay uh, under a hundred dollars. I think it was, but then the next level up is the full academy, which includes quite a lot of community, and um, there's a range of courses in there. But a big part of it is actually just the fact that they do Q and As, and they do they do challenges, and they do so also a lot more kind of interaction with the audience. But that's mm-hmm. not dollars to get into that level. No, and then the, the big income really from him. Well, actually, no. Think from what I remember, that's maybe about half of the rent comes that one. Mm-hmm. But then they all have uh, an accelerator, which uh, costs about $5,000. And that's much more one to one type support and much more kind of feedback from him and his team. As well. So yeah. it's a nice model. It's kind of almost old school and the old kind of info product funnel style. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I thought. He's got a really nice approach to how he creates his content, but actually he's really smart behind the scenes as well about how how he monetizes it, how he builds mm-hmm. a business or that offers value mm-hmm. to his audience. So it's quite cool. It's, it's simple and it might yep. feel old, but it's not outdated. It well, works. It's essential. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you cannot go wrong with uh, solving a problem for the people yeah. who are watching your free content, you know, yes. in, a, in, a more, Absolutely. in a more constructive way, in a more premium way, in a more helpful way. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. it a lot. Is that is that I, is um is the academy a one time nine hundred odd dollars? Is that a one time cost or is that like an annual thing? Yes, I believe so. I think the academy actually well, I did a quick check. Um, I think the academy itself was just a, a one off thing. Mm. No, no. one time payment. Yeah, oh. yeah. The academy itself is just a one time payment. But I think the smart thing is, basically, he's doubled his income. Like he, he was on, um, have you come across Colin and Samir? No. At all. They are a pair who talk about, who talk to creators. They do creator content, basically. Um, and they interviewed him on one of their shows. Right. And the fact that their business, his business now is about sort of four to five million a year. Wow. In pounds as well. Yeah. Uh, usually we take like 30% off the numbers we hear because it's always in dollars. <laughs> yeah. But that's in pounds. And half of that is uh, basically he doubled his business's income by introducing this kind of higher level tier, this really high level coaching, because half of the income for the whole business is that program. So if he was only offering the academy, the kind of mass 
offering, I suppose, mm-hmm. it would only be making half amount, half the half the number. So it was committing mm-hmm. to committing to giving more support, more in depth kind of involvement with his community. Uh, that really doubled the income of the, of the business. Yeah, it might seem like quite a scary thing to get into as well, though, because yeah, it's a lot of like I don't know. Up until that point, everything probably feels fairly automated, sort of yeah, hands yeah. off. But yes. then that's that's like your personal time that you're um, you're promising to people, isn't it? Yeah. Much but, more um, right. Yeah, clearly yeah. Uh, quite worth it. And it's yeah. not like you don't have to resign your life away to to doing that. You know, it depends on what your goals are. But you could do that for two or three years, and maybe. <laughs> That's enough for you. Well, funnily, funny you say that because um, he talked on that episode about the fact that they were going to uh, cut that back. Yeah. So they run it for two or three years. They ran it the first year and it like really boosted their income. So they ran it for another couple of years. But he has said, I think basically the undertone is that, I mean, you've got a four million um, a year business that is uh, sort of was it forty fifty percent profit margins. So he's mm-hmm. banking like two million profit on the last couple of years, uh, and he said in that interview, like, yeah, it's just it's a big commitment. It was really fun, but um, he's he's kind of pulling that back to get back to just create content because yeah. basically because he's got enough money in the bag now to not have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's pretty understandable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think I think it's worth noting though um, he had to go through doing. Well, he didn't have to, but that was one route to get to that stage of freedom. To go mm-hmm. through that process of running that funnel for a couple of years at least, yeah. And most yeah. most of us are not in the position where we can kind of turn down that type of uh, that type of income. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think he's a really interesting case though. He seems really humble and honest and open and stuff. Um, so he's an interesting follow for sure. All right. Uh, okay, let's move on then. Um, I want to finish up. Yeah, let's let's do a little. Um, what did we rate last week? Uh, and what's coming up this week? Just a wee update on what we're actually doing as mm-hmm. creators as well. I think that's worth doing every week. Um, although, if you are genuinely out there listening, we'd love to hear some feedback on what parts of this you do like, um, and what parts you think could cut back or less interesting. So, do get in touch and let us know. Um, I'll put a contact method in the uh, in the outro. So, listen on to the end so you can figure out how to get in touch. Uh, but yeah, what are you doing this week? Well, we have been um, <laughs> not so much creating, more uh, migrating this week, for me at yeah. least. Um, so a <laughs> uh, necessary evil uh, in all creator businesses is uh, the occasional need to migrate all of your emails somewhere. It sh- <laughs> actually, do you know what? It's not even necessary. We, we made we made a mistake, and I, um, I, I, I argued for said mistake, so I'm now paying the price. We moved to a really big and complicated email marketing platform um, called HubSpot. Loads of things in there. Um, and I think there was a lot of assumptions of ways that we could use it. And like, long story short, really what we need um, for, 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 for us, for what we want, for what makes us happy, for the size of our business, like we don't need that. We don't want that. It doesn't actually help make any more money. And it certainly didn't bring us any joy. So um, we're moving back to a much simpler, um much nimbler platform we're moving to convert kit so my um past couple of weeks really have been um moving everything back over to convert kit and also reviewing a lot of the email that we do along the way which is always fun um 
<laughs> going through every email um, and just finding little things. So a lot of sort of like, I've had a notepad next to my desk basically for the past couple of weeks, just making notes on this is something that we should maybe think about changing. This is something that's maybe not working very well. Um, This is absolute nonsense. I don't know where this came from. There's a few of those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think whether, whether you're migrating or not, actually sometimes if you are, um, if you've got uh, a lot of sort of automated email and stuff going out, I think it is good. At least maybe a, at least once a year, maybe a couple of times a year, just go through everything, <laughs> keep a notepad by yourself and just ask yourself, like, D- does this still stand up? Does this still make sense? And have a look at the numbers as well and see, right, you know, this email in a sequence, mm-hmm. is it actually, is it worth sending? Is there something better that we could do with it? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, something with that real estate? So yeah, that's, uh, that's been me. It's not been the yeah. most fun job, but it is necessary <laughs> and it will be worth it. So, uh, yeah. Do you yeah. always find it satisfying having this kind of clear out and a kind of sense of what's there and and that it will be right? <laughs> yes, yeah, I uh, I really enjoy the thinking about what the final. Uh, I was going to say final solution. That's not good. Uh, think about what the final vision looks like um, yes. and, and getting there. That brings me lots of satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think for the record as well, like it was worth trying HubSpot. Yeah, and we got we got a bit out of it. We learned from it, um, and there was like a I, t- I, t- I popped this out on LinkedIn actually and got quite a bit of feedback on it. Like the feeling that as you're growing a company, whether it's a creator company or any kind of, company, you feel this need to you feel this need to grow. We feel this need to professionalize. You feel this need to grow up over time, um, and there's like a kind of peer pressure almost maybe this is just me i don't know if anyone else experiences this but i, I got enough feedback on this post that I, out that I think it does go through a lot of people's heads we felt like we needed to do that because we're leaving something on the table by not going up mm-hmm. to the big boy tools or whatever you want um so there's that pressure to do it. i think that was part of why we did it part was why you used it in the past with a bigger company so mm-hmm. you had that experience but i think we probably would have always been wondering if we would get a better result from something more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, we, it was it was worth the test and, and it was worth moving back in the end. I mean, the price went up for, we got a good discount, didn't we, to test it out. So it was like 500 a month and the yeah. price was going to go up to 1600 a month just yeah. for email marketing after our, our intro thing. And so yeah, it was just yeah. <laughs> It was probably worth the price that we were paying Um the five hundred discounted rate, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. even yeah. then, it was it was too much tool. So it was like, still, it was still almost getting in the way of us sometimes, wasn't it? There's was so much yeah. in there. Yeah, yes. like I was, I was, I, I spent a lot of time in it, and I have a lot of history with it. It's changed a lot, yeah. but I, I was probably like eighty percent comfortable with everything that it did. But uh, the problem was, if you have other people working in the business, you're then okay. holding other people up. You know, I um, yeah. and they're they're having to come to you and yeah, and could, yeah, ended up holding you up because you need to get help to actually yeah. onboard stuff or just yeah. do things for them sometimes. I think um, yeah, one one thing that I won't forget from from the experience is uh, asking myself what is the most simple tool possible that we could like scrape by with in doing this, mm-hmm. and it's not even like convert kits that we won't be scraping no. by with it at all. No, but, no, it's a good tool. Um, yeah. yeah. The minimum features 
for for what your actual real needs are like right now not just like yeah. what could you do with it what are you going to do with it is is really <laughs> is the question yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. let's go let, I'd, yeah let's come back and talk about what we've actually done with convert kit in a future one because i think actually yeah. it's a it is a really good tool for us like, for what we need it for mm-hmm. um, so yeah it'll be good Sure. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's come back to that. I'm enjoying a good deal of the funnels, doing a bunch of writing for emails and stuff like that. And it's been yeah, it's been good the last week or so for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, the other the other creating I've been doing, I I've been doing a bit of blogging for the first time in a wee while. Actually. I got in and edited our how to start a podcast post, um, which is one of our kind of pillar articles. One that kind of direct a lot of people to brings in a good bit of traffic for our site. That was good fun just thinking about the structure of that. Um, that's something we do a lot here, which is refreshing our content because mm-hmm. we've got we've got nearly a thousand blog posts on that site, now. and um, there's always more things we could write about. But actually, there's always the core fifty, a hundred questions in any industry that really yeah. go beyond that. You've got into the deep long tail. Yeah. So, so like refreshing our our existing kind of pillar posts is always a big activity. We're we're working on that. Yeah. So the how to start one was an interesting one, just thinking about structure because it's a big one as well. So yeah. just thinking about how to draw people through the post, um, make it more easy to navigate all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I get really into that actually. Yeah, we're fun. nearly we're nearly one to one on refreshes and new content, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. even more actually. Sometimes like more refreshes than new stuff actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matthew and I often talk about that. Like he, he'll take like a month to half a cycle to just kind of concentrate almost like two thirds on refreshes and just a few new ones himself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's just a numbers game really essentially, isn't it? You know, if there's more that we can squeeze out or if we've slipped a bit in performance because it's a little bit older yeah. or it's new, that's it. competing, that's it's it. worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And the other thing was finishing up podcraft a week before our latest season as well. Mm. So um, that's good fun. Yeah, I'll need to think about the next season now. Yeah, this is the first one that you said uh, in video, isn't it? Uh, yes, right? yes. Yeah, yeah. I could have pulled that back actually. Oh, really? um, yeah, that's an interesting one actually because it's it's um, and this is like no um, negative on Matthew, but Matthew just hates doing video. Yeah, uh, but a lot of podcasters do, so it's like it's a it's a real thing whereby a lot of podcasters could potentially do more to kind of get their their content repurposed by recording mm. video at the same time, turn it into clips, highlights, whatever. But actually, it makes recording a lot harder for a lot of people. Uh, it, the repurposing is actually really time-consuming in a lot of cases. Uh, and it, and for some people, it makes them worse at the actual... Matthew says this. So that I kind of notice it as well. Like, he feels more stilted. He feels more kind of nervous on camera. He feels more all those things. Mm-hmm. Which actually make the quality of the audio program worse, yeah. uh, in favour of creating a kind of average because because recorded face and video a full episode of is not like the best way to make a video anyway. So it's like <laughs> it's kind of making a decent <laughs> enough bit of content, yeah, and degrading your great bit of content. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah same for him um, when you're not recording video. Because I find I find being able to see a face and facial cues like I oh, yeah. I always worry about talking over people uh, in audio because yeah. I do yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. I like being able to see a face it's just a lot easier yeah yeah 
Yeah, no, he could no, we always look at each other. Yeah, we always have the feet going. But yeah, it's yeah, just cool. I know it's um I've talked to him about this. I've I've tried to because it's if we could work through that, it would be worthwhile. But um yeah. it's something just psychological and knows when when he's been recorded on video, it's just uh yeah. It's a thing. It's just yeah, yeah it is it's yeah. for a lot of people. I know a lot of people yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. But that was partly why we want to do this as well, like another way to create some good video and maybe bring in some more other other media and other things to look at. So yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, let's tie things up then. Just a quick last one on what we are making this week then, our future plans. Mm-hmm. I think that's always worthwhile finishing up on. Mm-hmm. And really, at the moment, um, I am creating courses, so we're working on our community just now, so I'm working on a few different educational things, bringing in our uh, our courses and our community into Mighty Networks. It'll be worth reporting back on how we're inviting that platform maybe next time around. Yeah. Uh, and the process. Uh, but the big thing this week is this mm-hmm. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> exactly how are you finding it so far or good thinking about the editor ah do you know what good see so once i'm in here and, and sort of mm. talking fine the yeah hour or two leading up to it it's the horrible heart in your stomach kind of thing because like i'm not i'm not a seasoned um either podcaster really or um or or being on video at all so yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah. um Definitely still relatively new to me and definitely felt very nervous. Um, didn't really know, wasn't confident in what exactly I was going to talk about. So I'm like yeah. over, over created notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but I'm glad, I'm glad we did it because now, cool. now it's all good and I've had, I've had a great time. I think it's been good. So good. Yeah. Good. Glad. Okay, cool. Yeah. Same for me. Um, definitely an experiment again I'll call for some feedback if you're out there listening if you do manage to find this first episode uh, please let us know what you think um, again I'll pop a wee contact method in the very end so if you just listen on in a couple of minutes kind of now you'll figure out how to get in touch and let's get some feedback um, the most basic way absolutely let's just say that now is Twitter if you get in touch at the podcast host I'm at the podcast host uh, on Twitter or That's X, X. whatever it is <laughs> x.com sorry I need to do that I don't x.com um while it's still alive <laughs> yes yeah. feedback there uh equally on linkedin you'll find me on linkedin i'm more active there actually on social these days um what's your social of choice these days jacob oh i enjoy the slowly are you still on it, X watching the, X. Yeah. <laughs> the no, still, i don't know i think <laughs> it's still full of interesting people with interesting things to share and yeah like it's still it's still everything that twitter was but i think that there's um uh, other parts of it that are like the bot situation which elon musk was very intent on 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 solving it's just gotten worse in my (laughs) opinion um yeah i don't know there's good and there's bad um yeah yeah well okay twitter then at the podcast host you'll find us there or linkedin you'll find me if you just search colin gray podcast generally pops up um but the final thing it's just names isn't it we've not got a name for this thing yeah we don't, don't the, the 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 usual ultimate barrier to getting any kind of content out there is mm. thinking up what the hell you can call it um, the solution is just record it and don't think about it exactly <laughs> and then maybe it'll emerge during recording yeah <laughs> I, ha- I have two ideas in my, he- in my head, so uh, tell me what you think of these. And okay. listener, if you're out there, you might already know which one we choose here because I'm going to try and record an intro after we record this, which will have the name in it. 
Although I have released podcasts in the past with no intro and no name and only done <laughs> like three episodes in. Because I think, I think again, if you're a creator, like these kind of things can be genuine barriers. Um, but it's better just to get it out there and just start. But the two I had in my head were um, creator chemistry and uh, creative business blueprint. And I'm not totally in love with either. Mm. But the kind of principle behind the creator chemistry was like, chemistry being the kind of science behind it. Like I've got something in my head around this being like the science behind the creator business because mm. we want to dig into the tools, the frameworks, the mindset, all that kind of stuff. Do you think that makes us sound too much like we know what we're doing though? Creator chemistry, how so? Tell me. Well, I think we're... <laughs> I get, well, science is trying things and basically figuring yeah. out if they work, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. It feels really serious. It feels like I say, it makes it sound yeah. like we know what we're doing. Yeah. And I think that's a lie. Okay. I don't think we do. <laughs> there's too much of a science to it. We're, we're claiming yeah. there's a formula to, you know, follow our formula and you will get a hundred thousand new listeners next week. That's um, the, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And then even create business blueprint has that kind of feel to it as well. Mm. And also it's not just, I don't want to make it just about the business either. I do want it about like, um, mindset and, and i don't know I, I always feel one of the biggest barriers to creators that we come across like to podcasters in particular creators at large is consistency mm-hmm. and that's nothing to do with the business it's all about workflow and mindset and then amongst all of that you get productivity you get the tools you use for it you get all of this stuff so like that's stuff that i don't know i get really into i get really geeky about all of that stuff. And it, I think it's something that we have developed genuine expertise around. I think proved by the fact that we've got a thousand blog posts out there that we yeah. have written and put out all the time. We've got podcasts that we put on a regular basis. Um, YouTube's kind of fallen off the wagon recently, but there's been, when we've deliberately done it regularly, we have stuck to it regularly. Like, I know how to do that. I know how to be consistent. Yeah, yeah. So there's something about that. And is there any any thoughts then on names that are more related to that? <sighs> Hmm. <laughs> well no i tell you what i quite like um because like basically half of this has been uh about what or at least some of it's about what we we're doing and what we we're figuring yeah. out so uh-huh. it's like i don't know something around like figure it out as we figure it out that's not a name, yeah, obviously, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, figuring out cre- creating or like, I don't know, something that's yeah. a little bit more like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of um, content out there promising to solve everyone's problems. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe a way to be different is to admit that we probably don't have the answer, but we will share what we know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because we do have all this experience and like we have done yeah. things, look at all of our cool yeah. things that we've done. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have a good suggestion right now. But I will think. No, cool. It's hard to come up with a good name on the spot. So that's cool. We'll come up with that afterwards. But yeah, I like that. It's something around. <clears throat> that's a, it's a classic podcasting format. Like first episode. So I I want to start a business. I've no idea how it works, but follow along as I figure it out and probably fall on my face a hundred times during the journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, some of that. Um, but we can share the things we can have figured out do work and a lot of the things that we've figured out that don't yeah (laughs) cool alright 
I'll do it then. That's the podcast. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you for listening as well, if you have listened. Thank you all. At the podcast host um, on Twitter or X, uh, or find us on LinkedIn, Colin Gray, the podcast guy, I guess. Just search Colin Gray Podcast. Perfect. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks very much, babe.